In their first days, when they are small and cuddly, we love our sons freely. We hug them, play with them, and kiss them frequently. We pour the love on. In the second phase of their lives, as they enter middle school, we pull back because we are afraid that what they need as boys we, can't, we cannot adequately provide, or we try to provide it only to be rebuffed. By doing this, we begin to fail in showing them that we love them, and we cannot do that. We must love them as intentionally when they are 18 as when they were 8 days old. First we love them, then we love them again and again. We say it, we show it through affection, and we show it by challenging them in meaningful ways. Lara learned this when Elijah was 12. Lara was married with three children, and Elijah was the middle child. She told me that the two of them were always close, and that Elijah was her most sensitive child. As a toddler, he got his, his feelings hurt more easily than his sisters, and when he played poorly in a hockey game, he told her that he felt badly because he let his coach down. When Elijah started sixth grade, he moved from, middle school, from a middle school building to the junior high school building. This was particularly tough for him, Laura, t Laura told me, because his junior high school was much larger than the middle school. His entire fifth grade class had 32 students with sixth grade his sixth grade class had 215. Elijah told his mother that he felt as though he had entered a whole new universe when he started junior high. For three months, Elijah seemed to fare well. Lara said that he usually came home in a good mood and that his grades were solid. As the semester wore on, however, she noticed that he was changing. His normal bubbly demeanor soared and he became so soured and he became to snap at her and he began to snap at her. She chalked up his moodiness to hormones and let it pass. But after several months, she said, Elijah began to withdraw from her. He also seemed to change friends frequently, and he rarely brought any of them home. It was at this point that Lara came to chat with me. We fight all the time. I just don't understand it, she said. He was so loving, so much fun to be with, and now, to be honest, I can't stand being in the same room with him. I asked her how she handled his, ang his angry outbursts. I'm embarrassed to say that I just yell back and tell him to go to his room, she replied. I don't know what else to do. This makes the whole situation worse, of course, because he just yells louder, runs to his room, and starts throwing things around. I just don't know what to do with him. I asked if Lara knew what was going on in Elijah's life. She wasn't sure what was happening at school, she said, because he told her that he was old enough to handle his work and his teachers. Since he didn't seem to be getting into any trouble, she honoured his feelings and tried not to pry or interfere. Was he having friend issues, I wondered? She said she didn't think so, though he didn't seem to have any close friends. And what about family life, I asked. Any changes, deaths, or even the death of a pet? Nope, she said. We talked for a time and I encouraged Lara to, to ask Elijah to do some things with her on the weekends that, might in, that they might enjoy. I also told her to listen more than she talked and try not to take his outbursts personally. That way she wouldn't be so easily drawn into fights. She told me she would try. I ran into Lara in the grocery store a few, day, a few months later. How are things going with Elijah? I asked. Really well, she said, much to my relief. We're getting along so much better. What changed? I asked her. Well, after I saw you, Dr. Mega, I began to pay, pay more attention to Elijah. I had, began, I had been so angry with him that I had actually started avoiding him. And I decided to stop that because he was staying away from me the more I stayed away from him. 
When I reached out to him and asked him to move to a go to a movie or swimming or whatever, he refused at first. But after a while, he began saying, okay. When we were together, I just tried to ask a question here or there and then listen without interruption to his answers. He started to open up and after a few weeks, I found out that he had overheard a couple of the boys in his class making fun of his size. He has always been self-conscious about being shorter than most of his friends, but I think that when he hit junior high with all of the boys that were so much larger than him, he had a, he had a crisis in his self-confidence, she said. So what, do you say, what did you say to him, I asked. Well, I recruited help from his father. I figured that he would understand since he was small too. I asked him if he would spend more time with Elijah and just talk to him. He said that he would, and since then the two of them have been doing more things together. I, I think it's really working. Elijah now feels like someone understands how tough junior high can be. When I originally spoke with Lara, she had told me that she was worried that Elijah might be taking drugs, drinking or being bullied. She saw how a sudden change in her tender-hearted son, a sudden change in her tender-hearted son that she was sure something terrible was going on. But once she rolled up her emotional sleeves and decided to move toward him rather than away from him, she gained a different perspective. She shifted from avoiding him to gently approaching him and the troubles that were weighing on his mind and, to, and in doing so, she made him feel more loved. He had picked up on her avoidance and had felt that she was rejecting him and this amplified his low self-confidence. Once she reached out to him and really began to listen to him, Laura realized that his issues weren't that major, at least compared to what she had been afraid of. She and his father were able to bring Elijah out of his funk. Often, lo loving, loving our sons means getting over our own feelings of rejection and worry and taking the first steps towards toward them. Loving them in meaningful ways means acting beyond our comfort zones, like disciplining ourselves to listen without interrupting. That's huge. Disciplining ourselves to listen without interrupting, tackling frustrating conversations, or offering to spend more time with our sons doing relaxing things like going to a movie or riding bikes. We must remember that as the adult, we bear the burden of, of initiating gestures of love to our sons. The great news for us moms is that when we do these hard things for our sons, the rewards are immeasurable. Don't be afraid to love him. When our sons were first born, I'm going to stop right here.